0: We talk about our final results for the Mazda 6, a looming deadline for Volkswagen diesel owners, and we take your questions next on Talking Cars. Welcome to Talking Cars. I'm Jennifer Stockburger.
1: I'm Mike Monticello. And I'm Mike Quincy.
0: So we're going to jump right in with the news and the ongoing saga that is the Volkswagen diesel gate. There's kind of a deadline approaching for owners. But maybe, Mike, you can give us some of the background and context of the whole issue.
2: Yeah. So the background to dieselgate, the Volkswagen dieselgate, for those of you that either don't know about it or it's been a while. uh, (laughs) It's been a while. It has been a while. It's (laughs) been an ongoing saga. Um, Back in 2015, Volkswagen admitted that they had been cheating uh, with the emissions test Mm -hmm. on the diesels. And um, they had this sophisticated software algorithm that could have the car be in uh, dyno mode when it was you know, doing its emissions test, and then it would go into, you know on-road mode the rest of the time. So uh, when it was in the on-road mode, it could, you know produce as much as 40 times the, the federal limit for uh, nitrogen oxides or mm-hmm. NOX. And so, um, the reality is, they got caught in 2016. There was a settlement. They've had to pay out billions of dollars, and they're, you know, making restitution for the owners mm-hmm. who, um, you know, felt that they were buying this clean diesel. That was the big thing. This was the clean diesel. Well, and that,
1: that's how they marketed it. Yeah, I mean, right, you, you looked right. up, you looked up the, the the ads for Volkswagen during that time, and it said clean, a big, big, bold letter, clean diesel, and it was it was not even close to it. Right. Yeah,
2: and so yeah, so they got caught, and uh, now they're they're you know trying to uh, rectify all that, and so people have to um, decide whether they're gonna you know uh, uh, have the cars be bought back, right. are they gonna you know have the car fixed, and but if you want this money that they're gonna pay, you have to submit a claim very soon now, and most owners have right. already done that.
0: Right, and that's the news that the deadline for doing that is September first. You yeah. either decide I'm gonna sign up and have my car fixed, and I'm gonna keep it. Or I'm going to take this right. the, and, the, which the car, is back. The car can yeah. be
2: fixed anytime. The, yeah. that's, that's ongoing. You can yeah. always have the car, bring the car back to have it fixed for free. Right. But if you want this money, right. it's that's not a never-ending problem. Right. You can't laze around forever. Right. You know, I would procra- I procrastinate. <laughs> I'm a writer. That's what we do. Uh, but if you want this this money, right. you, you need have a decision to make. You need to right. get on it uh, pretty soon.
0: Right. And then just to to give a little education, the nitrous oxides are a health health issue. You know, inflammation of the airways, they contribute to smog and acid rain, particulates, fine particulates in the atmosphere that have ill health effects too. So it is important. Yeah. And more than anything, it's just a bummer. I mean
2: I have loved diesels for a long time. Right. I it like tarnishes diesels. It tarnishes diesels. You know, um, I, I don't know. And, and everyone, man, people loved their TDIs. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was almost like a cult thing.
0: Yeah. Right? I mean, it it, it, it
1: broke, drove so well. It broke my heart when this happened, uh, primarily because a lot of things we do here is we recommend right. cars right. to people, right. Right. friends, and neighbors, everybody asking what car to buy. And a friend of mine was looking for a smallish kind of wagon. Yeah. And I said, oh, you've got to check out the Volkswagen diesels. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. The, the last <laughs> model, The last model in our testing got 37 miles per gallon yeah. overall. Six hundred miles of cruising range on yeah. the highway. To me, it was it was uh, such an awesome car, and and I'm so sad because it's like it's given diesels a black eye, yeah. and and you know Volkswagen, uh, Audi, Porsche, uh, Mercedes stop just stop selling diesels, yeah. which is really just such a sham. Yeah. That yeah. said,
2: we still we you know still have a couple diesels in our fleet. I mean, we have a, a Chevy Equinox diesel, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We have a Chevy Cruze diesel, so mm-hmm. you know we're still going to continue test diesels and. Uh, You know, I think they still, you know, are viable. They still get really good fuel economy. Um, you just can't be cheating anymore. Right, and I right. think you know they're going to be a lot more strict about making sure that people aren't cheating right. with these uh, software systems.
0: The other thing that it has driven, and I don't know if we've talked about it as all, is we, Consumer Reports, will begin doing some on-road emissions testing. So we've purchased that equipment. It was quite a learning curve to get the equipment up and running longer, certainly, than I thought. We do have some Volkswagen diesels that we are going to fix and see what the differences are. And to your point, this dyno mode the the cars running on the dynamometer is a very different test than when they're out and we're real real world driving. Right. Um, so that's what, you know, that's where the industry is headed. That's what Europe's doing is this on road emissions testing. So that's kind of led us in that direction as well.
2: Yeah, and and just, you know, that forty times the legal limit. That was under full load and full acceleration. Right. Right. You know, in normal driving, it's more like ten to twenty times over the limit, which right. is still. You know, the, the bottom line is they cheat. It doesn't matter really how Correct. many times over. The point is they intended to cheat. Right. It wasn't like right. they made a mistake. Right. They, and intended they, that. they intended to cheat. Right. They tend to cheat the system, right. and they now we need to move on. Hopefully, this will never happen again. Right. Maybe diesels can, you know, you know, the Hopefully black they can, car they can, can go they can away. Make, they can make a comeback, yeah. Yeah.
1: but but the 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 law enforcement about this has has said to they're saying to every auto company. Don't, don't, don't do this again, yeah. right. because
0: there are Volkswagen
1: executives that are in jail right, yeah. right
0: now. Right. So, right. And huge fines. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so um, we'll see. So make your decisions by September first So the second news item, kind of quick but kind of different, is that there was a recall by Subaru on the brand new Ascent um, for about 293 vehicles that were physically missing welds from their B pillows. I thought it was your area.
2: job. No, I, <laughs> thought it, I thought it was your job. It was a robot. It was a robot's well, fault.
0: That is my It fault. was
2: a robot's fault. It you, was not my fault for
0: once. You think of um, recalls often as being a designed flaw. Right. This is actually a production flaw, which right. when a car's new and we talk about be careful of cars in their first model year, you know, they have to work out not just the design kinks, but the production kinks. Right. And this surely sounds like a production kink. I um, mean it, it, it's rare.
1: So Very it doesn't, rare. doesn't doesn't happen often, and I'm, I'm really glad what you said about you know first year reliability hiccups. Right. And you know, sad to say, this also happened with the Subaru Impreza Right. After the redesign. Right. So Growing uh, Pains. Yes.
0: So just to put it in context, only two hundred and ninety-three vehicles in the recall. Right. Um, our understanding is that of that two hundred and ninety three, only a small portion of those were even sold Very to small owners. Portion, yeah. And what makes it kind of unique is they're replacing the whole car.
2: Right yeah the 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 ones uh, you know most of them were either on dealer lots right. or in transit and Subaru's gonna you know get rid of all of those uh, the the people who already bought the ones affected uh, will, will get the new, new ones uh, <laughs> I assume if they want a new one who knows maybe they won't want a new one but you know and the problem is that it, when you have when you're missing welds from the B pillar <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's uh, potentially uh, could be you know it makes the car less strong uh, in right. a crash right. and that's that's the main safety right. thing here. Subaru found this out through uh, an inspection. They realized this was had happened. It was just from a very specific period of time. It was from uh, the ones that were produced from July 13th through July 21st. Right. We we have an ascent, yeah, and it was uh, produced before that, so right. our our vehicle is not affected,
0: right? Which is good because our we are in the process of testing that car, so it right. hasn't. It's not going to hold us up. We don't have to wait for a new one to do anything. And, any and truck, it's so, yeah. so
1: many Consumer Reports members love Subaru, all things right. Subaru. As right. soon as we started talking about the ascent, we first we did the, the, the first uh, video. Uh, there's when are you done testing? When you, so. It was. It was. Yeah. This, is, this is an obvious uh, news item that that our our viewers and readers right. want to know about.
0: We had a coworker who asked me, you know, should I get one right away? And you know, I think Gabe and I were talking to her, and and she, we said, oh, you might want to wait a little bit yeah. and let them work out the kinks. And this is just an example of that. Yeah, so, yeah. this is
2: a major kink, <laughs> but also, you know, in the end, hopefully, just a minor problem because right. they, they found it so, and quickly. It so very few vehicles, isolated. so few vehicles it. had it. So tiny numbers. Right. Yeah.
0: So moving to news from our track, that's, that's industry news, but news from the track is that um, we have completed testing of the Mazda 6. So that will appear in ratings shortly. But overall, sense, Mike?
2: Uh, well, I liked the Mazda 6 before. This yes, redesigned one, I still like it uh, very much. Um, it's interesting because it actually is, uh, in our testing, it was a little bit slower. Than the previous version. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got a little worse fuel economy. And it's, it's a little trend, heavier. It's, right. And those three things, you know, a little slower. Usually they, they're a little bit quicker, mm-hmm. somehow still get better fuel economy. Right. And partially mm-hmm. because they're a little bit lighter. This one's a little heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is because they tried to make this a more refined car. You know, the Mazda 6, one of its few knocks against it, it you know, it's been the sporty car right. of the mid sized sedan segment. If right. you like sporty driving, this is probably the one to get. But it's a little loud inside. It rides a little stiff. The old one. The old one. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> this new one now rides better. It's quieter. quieter uh, has a, a nicer interior. It's yeah. more refined. But you know, um, but it still handles really well. Um, maybe not quite as sharp as before. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: but so you know, I think it's a car that will appeal to more people. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Do you
0: think it's going to appeal more to the masses? Well, and and, yeah. and
1: and it's a classic example of how the numbers. In our testing, don't necessarily add up to to how the, the car is but better overall, than how the numbers look. Right. In, yeah. I I think.
2: I don't think you're going to get into this car and be like, you know, oh man, it's way slower than before because it's not way slower. It is right. a little bit slower. But you're not going to say, oh, I, I can't drive it. It's still, it's, it's
1: still it's still geared appropriately. That that when you when you step on it and you want to merge in traffic, it's not running out of breath. Or right. Anything. Right. I, right. Uh, and it was never a speed demon before uh, anyway. No, Let's no, remember, but, this is. Right. But but the way you started this is like you know kind of like. The Mazda 6. I'm. T- I love the Mazda 6. I think this is a great car. I think this is a perfect alternative if you've if you've had a, a couple of Accords, a couple of Camrys, you want something a little bit livelier. Uh, I would definitely check out the Mazda 6. Yeah,
0: we've we've said uh, for a long time Mazda is one of the most overlooked yeah. manufacturers out there. Well,
2: so and yeah. a lot you know some, it's been called the, the the BMW you know for right. for people that maybe aren't as well healed, you know yeah. or maybe just are a little smarter with their money. Yeah. Right. Uh, because it's got that, you know, it's got that kind of BMW uh, sporty feel to mm-hmm. it, you know. And but I think it's also worth noting. So we got the regular four-cylinder, but there is a turbo yes, four-cylinder as well. Yes, which we
0: had the chance to drive. We yeah. we
2: rented one, we drove it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it has 227 horsepower, uh, turbo four-cylinder, and it really does make the car quite a bit nicer. I mean, obviously, it's quicker. Right. Uh, probably going to pay a penalty. We didn't test it, so we can't save for fuel economy. But probably going to pay a penalty over the regular car in fuel economy. But it is a nicer car to drive. I think
0: we yes. all would agree that that yes. turbo it, was a it, little.
1: If, if you can afford the, the price premium, uh, I think the turbo is definitely right. worth getting. Right. What's the price premium? Uh, it, it's about $3,500. Sure substantial. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. And, and our uh, the, the, the model that we tested was the touring model. It was about twenty six. Uh, and change, and you get, but you got a power driver's seat, a sunroof dual zone climate control. this is uh, our car this is our car yeah. the, the, the 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 touring model yeah. so so stepping up to the grand touring, uh, it is more money, but you get that sweet engine and from what I remember when we we had it, there was like no turbo delay there was no lag right. there was, it was a, it was a smooth you know refined power delivery and 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 really it made you think this is a Mazda six yeah. Oh, you mean like yeah. question mark? Yeah, because yeah. it was so nice, yeah, and it was, and the, the fit and finish was was just on par with with some of the nicest European cars, yeah. I think.
0: And safety equipment standard. Yeah. In this in this version as well. Yeah, so that was important too.
2: You know, like I said, it's it's going to appeal to more people. Right. Um, and those who really like the car, I don't think they're going to be disappointed because a you're not going to feel you're not going to feel those uh, the, the the slightly less acceleration. You know, you might notice the fuel economy, yep. uh, but you're gonna like the the better ride. You're right. gonna like the, the, better, uh, quiet. the quieter, right. and you still have your sharp handling um, that you had, you know, almost as good as before. And uh, it's still it's still a fun car to drive. That's the yep. most important thing. That's what
1: this car has been about, and it still is about that. Yeah. Right. As soon as right. we got to finish testing it, um, the keys are always signed out.
0: Yeah. So you there's Some of you people are real <laughs> with the
1: car keys. As we've already you know, said, you, that's the true game. game. You could like, like, share everyone. You have to fight
0: over the keys or not. Yeah. So we also have some some questions from, from our listeners. Yay, um, keep questions. them coming. We always love them. Talking Cars at iCloud.com. We actually have two two video questions today, and we're going to start with John from San Francisco.
1: Hi, Talking
2: Cars. Thanks for taking the question. Uh, looking to buy a fun weekend car. Uh, budgets about thirty thousand dollars. I live in San Francisco, so automatic transmission, something short, easy to park, and sporty. Uh, reliability is important to me as well. Cars I'm thinking about are the new 2019 Miata, a Mazda 3, a Volkswagen GTI, Audi A3, a used S3, a used Cayman or Boxster, maybe even used BMW 228i or M2. Uh, not sure about the reliability on those though. Thank you very much for the advice.
0: So thank you, John. So. We typically, when we have, have questions, we sometimes discuss it before. But I thought it would be really fun to not discuss it. Our choice. Today, our choices. Our advice. Because John's got a, a, some pretty Why? clear so criteria. That we
2: can really argue? Is that what <laughs> well, you want? You wanna...
0: I think it'll be interesting to tell <laughs> You're John. You're pitting us against would, each other? Maybe. We'll see what happens. But we did not discuss I it. We came in blind. i came got a punch today. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> forgot about your third thumb. So John says 30K. Yep. In the city, easy to park, automatic, reliable. So, at least maybe we'll narrow his choices to yeah. three if we don't agree. But go ahead, Mike.
1: Well, I had, you know the the list of cars that he was uh, you know, talking was about was, was really, but it was nice. It was <laughs> yeah. really appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few hiccups with the automatic and the reliable. So that kind of took out mm-hmm. a few of my choices. But I thought he said weekend car, implying fun, Toyota eighty six.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. okay, that wasn't yeah. on his list. Yeah. That wasn't on his. I know. List, but that's
1: good. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm look. I'm looking outside the list. I'm saying, okay, you're probably not thinking about this one, but um, check out the Toyota 86 because uh, it has great steering, incredible handling. Great probably one of the best track cars yeah. I've ever driven. Yeah. Uh, and and I thought you're, you're out in California. You're not worried about like snow and stuff like that. You've got rear-wheel drive. Uh, I would, I would totally check small that one out small enough
0: to maneuver in the yes, city. Yes, and
1: that's easy to park. So that's 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 my uh, that that would be my choice in this in this situation. Yeah. yeah, even with
0: the automatic.
2: Yeah, yeah, I much prefer that car with the manual. No mm-hmm. question about it.
0: Well, I think yeah, yeah. many of those cars. And to yeah. your point, so would
2: for me, like immediately, I was like just crushed when he said. You know, automatically, automatically I'm like, exactly. Oh, you're killing me, man. You're exactly. killing me here. But when because you have to drive cars, in San
0: Francisco, yeah, whatever. That, you know what? I,
2: I lived in LA for for years, it's and nice I'd, I sometimes have a two and a half hour commute in a manual transmission. I wouldn't Not
0: up Mulholland Drive. You
2: know. I wouldn't uh, shy away from the, whatever. The point is, my pick is uh, either go with a used car, and I would say go with a Porsche Boxster. A 2012 or 2013, now that's a generation change there between the 12 and yep. 13. But they are both uh, fall right about under his 30,000 Yeah, that's so I was going to say. In yeah. my so, studying,
0: yeah, you had to get to 13 right. to get to the 30k. And, yeah.
2: now there's a couple cool things. Obviously, the Boxer's an amazing car, period. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, the, the PDK, the dual clutch automatic that they have for that car is one of the better ones out there. So mm-hmm. if you're going to be stuck with an automatic, I think it's not bad to be stuck with that. Uh, and also, the nice thing about the Boxer, because it's a convertible, uh, you put that top down, and now suddenly right. your visibility is awesome. Right. It's got the front and rear trunks. Um, I think it'll be super fun weekend car. You know, so.
0: Okay. All right. So maybe I was a little more practical. <laughs> I said Mazda three. So again, I'm on the Mazda mm-hmm. Mazda train, but uh, I thought that
2: was the odd duck in his in his list. Oh, yeah, certainly it's
0: certainly kind of the least sporty. Yeah, yeah. it's N- the not, least. Not that it's a bad sporty, car. I like the Mazda yeah, three. So I said practical, 23 miles per gallon in the city. So it was one cool. of the better city fuel economy cars. The hatch, the whole thing makes it a great, I think, versatile weekend car. Um, excellent reliability, mm-hmm. which he talked about. I think it's cool looking, and I think you can make it even cooler looking with and, some and accessories. And we've
1: totally got you be for cost of ownership, by the way. I yes. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> he didn't say anything about cost of ownership.
0: Standard, again, standard safety, mm-hmm. automatic emergency braking, right. etc. on the Mazda 3. Well, the nice thing about so, your clothes yeah.
2: is they're brand new, whereas this right. yes. is my Pick he's going use and you always take a little bit. of So
0: fun. Not one of us agreed. We went very different. For a second there, when
2: you said fun weekend car, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're
1: picking the same cars. Yeah, but that's that's how the question was was raised. And one of my first thoughts was was a Mini Cooper. Yes. But then I, but I then thought reliability. Reliability. He said mm, it. John said it,
0: yeah. You know.
2: Well, I actually thought about the 86 as soon as, uh, you know. You know, did. So, yeah, I totally did, but huh. it wasn't on his list. And I tried to follow the rules, Quince. Maybe you <laughs> don't, so whatever. He
0: stepped outside <laughs> yeah. the box. Well, hopefully John, we helped John and narrowed your list, if nothing else. Or um, made it more confusing. And uh, made exactly. it more confusing, <laughs> one of the two. So we have another video question, another list to choose from. Get ready, take a listen. Hi Talking Cars, I've been a fan of the magazine since the 80s when I got my first car and now that I've discovered the uh, the show, uh, I never miss an episode.
1: Anyway, here's my question.
0: I've leased a Ford C-Max Energy. I, I've leased the car for a year and a half now. I love it. What should I replace it with uh, in 2019, next year when the lease expires? Uh, first choice is the Volvo XC40 Ford Escape the Mitsubishi Outlander. And then the last uh, choice, if I finally cannot get a plug-in hybrid, would be the Toyota RAV4 Hybrid. Thanks in advance for your advice or your opinion. Uh, I look forward to hearing it. Okay, so very different type of car. Um, I got the impression maybe a hatch or small SUV, Um, certainly on the the hybrid or electric green type of, of train. Um, So we'll start with you. Who'd we start with, Mike? We'll start with you, Mike. Sure, throw it to me. Throw it to you.
1: One of the mics.
2: One of them. Um, So I would say, you know, for the Volvo XC40, part of the problem is some of these cars (laughs) that that he's talking about, you know, we haven't driven yet. You know, so like the XC40, we've driven the regular XC40. The uh, plug in hybrid is is coming in 2019, the electric is supposed to come in 2020. Uh, but you know the XC40 itself ranks about mid pack. Yeah we, yeah, we in, we have had enough experience exactly. in our luxury right. compact SUVs yeah. so, right. and it isn't recommended. So right. um, the Ford Escape is the plug in hybrid supposed to come in 2019, full electric in 2020. Again, we haven't driven that, so we don't know. And then the Outlander, why?
1: Yeah. Why
2: the Outlander? <laughs> okay, let's just move on from the Outlander. It's just, Great, not, good, it's just not a, a very There's good deal. This,
0: this,
1: this is the C Max replacement. Right? Yes. Right.
2: Right. But I mean the Outlander it's just not a very good vehicle. It <laughs> right. ranks pretty low in our ra- ratings.
0: ponderous handling. So, that was the words I took.
2: Um out I really dra- drag drug dragged that out. I'm at the edge of my yeah. seat.
1: You got to get to this. So now.
2: I'm go- so I decided on I decided on Toyota RAV4 Hybrid. Okay. And you know, so the nice thing about that is I mean it's a Toyota, it's very practical, gets 31 miles per gallon overall in our uh in our in our testing. Um, standard demand safety features much better than average reliability. Yeah. The problem is the fuel economy is, you know, that's considerably down from what, you know, he'd be getting with a C Max hybrid but, but or C Max Energy. A, a, but but among still the decent. best of the
1: small SUVs. But I have test. I
2: have one other option because I like to give people more for their money. I and that one? is the Kia Nero. Ah. Now you're talking <sighs> stolen. it. just ah. took my thing. Then back. I will let you talk I will let you talk about the <sighs> Kia Nero. I'll talk just about my, the my thing is uh, 43 MPG and has utility. Close to an SUV, right?
1: right. And 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 do, so yeah, my my pick was the, the key yeah, in Niro. Yeah. I figured you were going to say like the Chevrolet Bolt, because get you know, I, you all, know all the plug-in, the plug-in, yeah, the plug-in. Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: you know why I, I thought about that, and it's, it's very fun to drive, but the ride is really stiff, right. and the seats are uncomfortable. Right. I, I, it's it's I think it's difficult. It might be difficult for someone to live with that. They need to fix those couple things, and then I would. Recommend yeah. that. So, in
1: our so, so the the Nero, which which is, which is a, a a pretty good hybrid in our testing, mm-hmm. um, not so great with the with the braking performance. But outside of that, I mean, the Nero has has better seats than the Bolt. Like you said, yep. easy to use controls. It's um, recommended. Ha- uh, hatchback uh, right. uh, practicality. And they're offering a plug-in hybrid. Right. So, so if you're looking going from you know plugging in your C Max to another to another kind of idea where you you're getting a certain amount of electric-only range, right. um, I would definitely check out the, the Kia Niro. I think this is a car that really flies under the radar. Um, and 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 really, the most important reason to pick a Niro is it just doesn't look as dorky <laughs> as a Prius because yeah. you can get a plug-in Prius. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, the 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 Prius's styling has not aged well for me at all. Well, I I like technically I, I like, you technically know the, I like uh, what the car does, but, yeah. but boy, the new the way one's it pretty looks... funky
2: looking, especially especially the plug-in <laughs> hybrid, right? Uh, you know the Prius Prime, uh, but and that is one of the cool things about the Nero is that it looks so right. normal, right? Right, you know,
1: and it actually looks a little bit sporty. I like I like the Nero yeah. a lot when we tested it. Right. What about your pick?
0: So we are. Aligned much more than the previous list because I also said the Rav4 hybrid.
1: Okay.
2: If
0: for no other reason than great the,
2: minds think alike, than well, the you know.
0: hybrid experience that <laughs> Toyota has. The, I mean, the reliability of the Prius yeah. and it just is, is you, already you built. In, the RAV4. Well, and, you don't, and you don't have to plug saying, it in. Right. Yeah. Volvo's yeah. new to it. Right. Yeah. You know that we we don't know yet. We know that Toyota makes a super reliable great hybrid. Absolutely. Um, that's a good choice. Stellar reliability, standard safety. I'll go back to the standard safety. And I also wrote bolt question mark. Yeah. Like maybe mm, yeah. it's worth yeah, worth it's taking worth a ride. Into. It's worth it's taking, looking a, ride. Into. It's it's taking into. a ride. This is the so. greatest
1: automotive minds ever right here. Oh I mean, gosh, a... that's frightening. <laughs> so.
0: All right, so we have a couple non-video questions. First one. My dad recently went ahead and bought a 2018 Mitsubishi Outlander ES. Last episode, you talked about buying cars for CR, and it was very eye-opening, especially Jennifer's story about the salesman. That's a great story. My question is, how can I avoid salesman lies during price negotiations? I think I could have saved my dad another $2,000. So we, as we said last week, we get to buy a lot. So what would be your main advice? Uh,
1: main advice is... Be ready to walk away. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent of the time, uh, it's not like the old days when there was one or two manufacturers that made good cars. And so there was, you know, a standing line right. of people <laughs> trying to buy a Honda in the 1980s. It's not like that anymore. There's so many good cars out there. There's no reason to put up with grief from a dealer that's giving you the runaround or, or whatnot. So, so. Pick a, pick a different model because we, we often say, you know, a, a great deal on a, on a lousy car or a lousy experience isn't isn't worth it. Right. right. And and for me, I bought uh, one hundred and forty one cars for the Consumer Reports test program. My time is worth something. Right. So I'm not going to spend my time <clears throat> messing around with a dealer that is uh, that is trying to to do all the, the dirty tricks in the book. Yeah. Okay. I was
0: just going to elaborate. You said pick a different model. Yeah. Right. I would even add to that. Pick a different dealer even if you're set on the same model right so be willing to go to exactly. another Mitsubishi dealer if you're unhappy with the way one is I mean the, the, the Outlander is a
1: small SUV how many small SUVs are right. there? there's tons of them yeah
2: right you know obviously uh, for us when we buy cars we usually know we know actually we do, we know exactly the, the yeah. model and the trim that we want so for most people they have to go do a little shopping first right. a little driving but once you know the car you want you know, I usually approach three to four dealers uh, when I'm buying a car for for Consumer Reports, and I'm gonna whoever gives me the best deal, I'm gonna go with, or whoever gives me the best, the, the reasonable right. deal first, I'm gonna go with. I'll tell the guy, you give me a reasonable deal right now, right. we're making a sale.
0: Or is the nicest to work? With. Exactly.
2: And so, yeah. but the other thing is, go into these negotiations armed with knowledge, and that's the great thing about the internet is you can look a bunch of stuff up. There's several ways you can you can kind of know. What's a good price? Because I think what people care is, they you want you don't you want a good deal, but you also don't want to feel like someone else, like everyone else is getting a better deal than you. Right. So there's Consumer Reports. We have something called Build and Buy feature. You can go and you can look. And there's several other things like this on the internet where you can go and look up what is the basically average price people are paying for that vehicle. When you go to the dealer, you can tell them that, and right. most likely they're going to honor that deal because that's what people are paying. When you show up armed with information. Now they know, OK, this person knows their stuff. OK, you know, kind of meet in the middle between the cost of the car to the dealer and, and the MSRP. And everyone comes away happy. They make some money. You save some money.
1: I've also had, had uh, dealers tell me that when they see customers walking in, especially with Consumer Reports price information right. print out, right. they know they're serious right, because
0: Or they've at least done their due diligence right. ahead. And, right.
1: and so, so, so to that, to that salesperson, this customer is a hot lead. This this customer yeah. is probably going to going to, you know, plunk down their money. Right. Yeah. You know they're not just a window shop is what right, you're saying. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah.
0: And that be armed, I would I would elaborate more, it's even more important for women. We still do get the stereotype. I've had them say to me, Would you like to go home and discuss this with your husband? No, I'm good. But yeah, so even more important. Your, your story from last shopper.
2: episode, I just, I can't believe it. People need to go watch last, last week's episode yeah, it was because funny. It uh, was quite entertaining,
0: I had never heard yeah. that story. We have yep. stories.
1: We have car buying <laughs> stories.
0: <laughs> by, the, by the hundreds, probably, yeah. So, All right, last question. Um, it's time to upgrade my 2007 Toyota Camry hybrid, parentheses, which I love says, I'm thinking of spending 50000 on a luxury sports sedan, and I'm looking for something unconventional. The Alfa Romeo Giulia TI and the Kia Stinger GT are on my mind. I know that the Audi A4, BMW 3 Series, Mercedes-Benz C-Class are safe bets, but that's what everyone gets. What do you think? We'll start with you this time, Mike.
2: So uh, I-, I would. Uh, between the Julia and the Stinger, I would stay away from the Julia. I, would too. I mean uh Reliability. it's ranked uh, <laughs> it's bottom. ranked dead last in our mm. in our luxury compact uh, ratings. Uh, you know, it has odd controls, uh, convoluted infotainment system, mm. uh, it's a little bit kind of herky jerky off the line, you know, the way the automatic works. And uh, it's funny, it's one of those cars that the harder you drive it, the better it drives. But what if you don't wanna be driving hard right. all the time? Right. And so it's well, just got it some. Can't. Yeah. Right. It's got some odd things about it that, you know, just it's, it's the Kia Stinger though, it's great things about that. It handles really well. I mean, that was the other thing. I was going to say, I don't want to just totally bag on the, on the Alfa Giulia. It's a great handling car, right. very sporty drive. The Stinger is also a great handling car, looks really cool. Has kind of a more normal interior. Mm-hmm. And what's neat about this person, they're looking for the GT, which is right. you know, which is the, the Turbo V6 with 365 horsepower. We have the two-liter Turbo 4. Right. So it's still, you know, I, it's still good. It's still good, but we rented some of these GT cars right. and they're awesome. I yeah. mean, they are really good. So I would say, go for the Stinger. I totally get the not wanting to drive what everyone else is driving, but I would say this. There's a reason the Audi A4 and BMW 3 Series yeah. are both at the top of our ratings right. and the top of people's shopping list. Right. That's because they're really good cars. Right. The Stinger, Which you do. Stinger yeah. is yes. a good car yeah. too. It's not quite as well rated as those cars, but you know what? If you're looking for something a little different, I
1: said go for the Stinger.
0: Yep. Mike.
1: Looking for something a little different? Check out the Genesis G70. Ah. That is, um, I think, one of the one of the better you know, unsung heroes out there. Uh, we rented a, a G70 from Genesis and loved it. Uh, it is wonderfully balanced, great steering, uh, elegant interior, easy to use controls, and I think you know this person sounds like they they hang out with other car people. Mm-hmm. I mean, this person is cognizant of of, of Audis and BMWs, mercedes Benz. So I say, take your friends, take take your friends for a ride <laughs> in your new G70. And they're going to be amazed at how little comparatively you spent on this car right. and just how nice it is. Well
2: and, and the key thing with it with the G70 if the Genesis G70 people don't know, it's based on the Kia stinger. It's right. basically like a uh, slightly more luxurious, slightly better riding, nicer uh, stinger.
0: So and, and you know what my thought when, when I read this question was why not another Camry hybrid? And I know he said, that's quite, by the way,
2: that's quite the, the, the swap to go from a Camry hybrid to. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes, one but of these. I
0: was just like, 47 miles per yeah. gallon, top of our ratings. You're awesome. like mini's practicality, Tim. I today. am, yeah. I am, because that's me. But <laughs> why not another Camry hybrid? They're just so good. Yeah. So Damn, I, I good would cause... just throw that out there. I know, trying to be different. So
2: I fell asleep during your answer. Oh,
0: <laughs> come on. So great questions, we had a lot of fun answering today. Keep them coming, TalkingCars at iCloud.com. Any information on anything we talked about, see the show notes. So from my Mike sandwich, thanks for watching.